what it do super potters his name is aaron and he is typing on a word document his name's tommy stop what's the time tommy time yeah and you're listening to the super pod saga Thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. That's right. This is the Super Pod Saga. If you accidentally started listening, I'm sorry. But if you want to stick around, that's cool too. This is the podcast where Aaron and I, and often a guest or two, will talk about a different video game topic every week. And we just keep talking and talking and talking. I'm ready to break this fucking topic. <laughs> I wrote down a couple that are like really stretching it, like like really, really stretching it. You're going to be talking about Madden, I feel like. Oh, bringing the Madden quest line. That deep God Madden plot and lore. <laughs> finally, finally, somebody's doing it. The best world building in video games. John Madden himself. <laughs> We've got. What uh, about Tommy Lasorda? Come on, man. Yeah, Tommy Who? Lasorda baseball. Oh, Aaron, don't pretend <laughs> oh. like you don't know Tommy Lasorda. Our I age don't. is showing both. <laughs> is that Sammy Sosa's Legendary nickname? manager. <laughs> no. Sammy, I know Tommy Lasorda Sosa. I know Sammy Sosa. Um, uh, who is the barbecue sauce guy? Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know what? where you got that from. Notable Simpsons guest star. Ken Griffey Jr., of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, who is the Futurama guy? Aaron H- Hank Aaron Jr.? Hank Aaron? Hank Aaron, yep. That's a, yep, that's okay. a legendary baseball player. You got it. Okay. Yep, okay. Um, <laughs> you, might have heard, you might have heard the voices of our guests. We have two of them here today. It's Jake and Wolf. From the Press B to Cancel podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? Great, Pretty thanks good. for having us this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, tell tell the listeners about yourself and and your podcast, and also like what video games you like if you want to take turns, please. Jake, you want to take this first? Sure. So, uh, Press B to Cancel is a podcast we started about I think four years ago. Damn, it's been a long a time ago. Ooh. We're mostly a retro focused gaming podcast, but we do talk about modern games occasionally and. Uh, I go by Sick Jake online or just Jake. I got three kids. I like VR and I like old shit. So that's just me. Cool. Beautiful. I am Werewolf. Pretty eclectic assortment of games is what I'm into. Uh, anything from RPGs, platformers. I, I tend to get sunken into indie games a lot mm. these days. Like I have AAA games on the shelf I've been meaning to play and I just don't because I'm like Shovel Knight Dig, Binding of Isaac. <laughs> you know. <Yes. laughs> If it's an indie roguelite, I've spent way too much time in it. I've witnessed that firsthand. Yeah, it's, this is Aaron. <laughs> I, I watched you 2. play that 0. one that one Mega Man game on stream that one time. That was oh, really, yeah, 30XX. Really That's yeah. a good one, too. Excellent. Where where can people find the podcast on the internet or social media and stuff? You can find us at pressbeatacancel.com. Most of our stuff is there. We're an audio podcast available from everything from, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Spotify, if you want to, I don't judge, but we're also available on YouTube, youtube.com slash at press to cancel. We started doing video uh, about a year and a half ago, so you can find us there as well. So however you like to watch or listen, you can find us at press to cancel. Oh, that was very well read. Well done. Aaron, now it's your turn. Where can people find Super Pod Saga if they want more of our juicy goodness? I have no idea. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was that was quite the knee puller there. Yes, uh, superpodsaga.com, all of our previous episodes, our blog, leave a review on the website if you like us. You can 
Find all of our social medias there, even our Discord server, and of course the support page because we have a Patreon. That I you can need get so bonus much support, episodes. you guys. Yes, emotional support, financial support. <laughs> we lean stamps. on the fans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what, if if I subscribe on Patreon, I get emotional support from you guys. No, you give us emotional support. <laughs> oh, oh. That's that's not nearly the deal I thought it was. It's, it's the emotional support of knowing they don't have to pay for the service. <laughs> exactly. You mean you're not making money off of podcasting? <gasps> Shocker. Oh, man. <laughs> Shudder at the quite. thought. That's a thing? <laughs> I mean, if you're Joe Rogan, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Fear uh, Factor himself. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what I call I him. I forgot he hosted that. Right? I I never I don't I don't. <laughs> Obviously, fear is not a factor for you, but Joe Rogan's voice. Ooh. Before he talks shit, he was eating shit on Fear Factor. <laughs> that's, that's his brand. That's good. Um, yeah. But we're here to talk about things we're not afraid of, like video games. And would you guys like to know what the topic is today? Let's hear it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about our favorite quests or best quests from video games. Good old good video game quests. Yay, the questy right? kind. Yep. The questiest of quests. Exactly. Um, but uh, before you get to hear our correct opinions, we're gonna we're gonna read the Discord and Twitter opinions, the incorrect opinions. This is the the D and T Q and A. Does that what we decided? Yeah. It stands for Discord and Twitter question and answer. Absolutely. Um, you can it's join like, the. It's like the league with the EBDBB and BBLT, the Eskimo Brothers database. Bed breakfast you... BLT. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's you exactly haven't seen like that, that, Tommy? No. What is that? It's a, a show. That's <laughs> it's a, on Hulu. That's the name of the show. Yeah, the league. It's about these dudes. It's oh, got the Nick league. Cole. I thought you yeah, meant that. League. Yeah, I've seen the. I saw. I watched the first season of that. Oh. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, back to uh, video games. Um, join our Discord, and you can answer questions, and we will read them verbatim like this. Aaron said, what's your favorite quest in a video game? Backwheel, Backwheel said, Oblivion, Dark Brotherhood, and Mage Guild both were amazing quest lines. Hell, dude, Dark Brotherhood is always good. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see a handprint in public without saying that. It's impossible. You, you kind of like... You pull like uh, what the fuck? Um, oh, what's the fucking show? American Horror Story. You'll be like ah, like you'll you'll be out in public, be like ah, he, freaking out. The wife is not a gamer. She's never even seen Oblivion in action, and she knows the we know thing because I say it too much. I saw a handprint on the like the rear windshield of a car once. I have no idea if it was supposed to be Dark Brotherhood, but I looked at her and she, she looked at me and I went, "They know," and she was like, "Oh my gosh, that's Hun. fun." It's it's time to die. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, hopping over to the old little T train, T Twitter, whatever the fuck. I'm still not calling it X. I don't give a fuck. Uh, nope. Deleted saves. He says, "Oh, he gave us a lot." Okay, here we go. Blood ties. Fallout Three. The Dark Heart of Black Hall. Fallout Three. Point Lookout DLC. Ghost Town Gunfight. That lucky old son. I know that one. Fallout New Vegas. Investigating the Noshkel Mines, Baldur's Gate, Pouring Forth Oil 4, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. I, I know that last one. I know the last one. That's a good one. I was hoping you would. You're, you're, you're our resident RDR everything uh, lore master, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. Back on the D, Exodiac. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. Sorry if it's not. The, the Lighthouse. Zodiac. 
don't you interrupt me ever again. (laughs) (laughs) I've never said more murderous intent in your voice ever on this entire show. Worth the lack of disrespect from a co-host. What's that feel like? (laughs) Exodiac said the lighthouse woman from near. I don't know what that means, but but sounds good. Probably near Automata, but... I've not played enough of the game to know the lighthouse woman. I think it's from the first near. Because uh, he's he put near. Um, yeah, you, you skipped a person, Tommy. What? Oh, I did. We'll get back to it. Okay. Okay. Hopping back over to T Town, Bad Elephant Game. This sounds gross. T Town. I'm not saying that again. <laughs> um, Bad Elephant Gaming. He says Tom here to say, "Oof, oh man, I don't know how to say this." Cafe slash Andrew reunion storyline in Majora's Mask. A showcase of how the game's scheduling systems allow for NPC storylines to interweave. And it can have multiple endings based on your actions. Cool for its time, still impressive today. That does sound cool. I've never multiple endings are always cool. I've never gotten Little past Star the Tropics first... three. <laughs> I've, I've never played that one. I'm sorry, man. No, I've That's... heard of them. <laughs> I refer to Mar- Majora's Mask as Star Tropics three because it trolls the player so much. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I have no patience for Majora's Mask. I love Orcarina of Time. But Majora's Mask is just, it's just, it's Groundhog Day, but in the worst way possible. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Sorry. See that. I'm sorry to your I'm, listeners, I'm but fan. I disagree. No need that's to okay. apologize. We we are the, the talkers here, so what we say is fact. That's oh, that's true. how it works. You're <laughs> listening to us, so you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, no, nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. No, no. Uh, going back to the big D, the Roach Lord <laughs> said, come fly with me, Fallout New Vegas, Ronnie the Witch Blades quest line in Elden Ring. Come Fly With Me is a good one in New Vegas. All of New Vegas, honestly, it's good. I love New Vegas. I've not played it. My computer yeah, didn't like it back oh. when I tried. Hmm. Back when I first got it, my computer was like, you want to go just a little bit while sneaking? Too bad. You're going to go like 30 <laughs> feet to the left. <laughs> Even though you let go <laughs> of the key 20 <laughs> seconds ago. Dang it. I, I couldn't sneak anywhere. I was being discovered everything I did. <laughs> you're like spaghetti from uh tim and eric they can blatantly <laughs> see you behind that like rubber plant like your whole body sticking up uh holy shit anyway this is a really good one i love this answer shooty mcface in borderlands 2 that's yeah that's the best yeah that's oh, so literally yeah, all you do is you one. just you just go find a guy and he says shoot me in the face you shoot him in the face quest over yep beautiful <laughs> Done and, and if you, done. He, if you don't do it right away, he keeps like asking you too. Like he's like, "Come on, yep. just do it. Come on, please." <laughs> um, also, that's it for Twitter. So I'm hopping over to D Town. Let's get on that D, Gross. Aaron. Let's ride yeah. that D. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Real Dave Jackson said Sig Sigmire Sigmire from Dark Souls One. I don't remember that no. one. I've never played Dark Souls One, so I don't know. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. We still, we still, we still love you. All right. Uh, Chan Chan, bring it back, Dracula, just to kill him again in Castlevania 2. I'll give that a hundred emoji. Yeah, take that, Dracula. <laughs> Nomad said, I loved the Dark Brotherhood questline in Skyrim. Great characters and great loot make this a fantastic questline that trumps the main story. And shout out to the funniest side quest ever. Shoot this guy in the face from Borderlands 2. Look it up if you've never heard of it. Oh, we've heard of it, and it's a great one. <laughs> Then uh, Ho-Cham, Ho-Cham, Ho-Cham 
Still don't know how to say it, uh, but thank you for, for leaving an answer, though. Retrieving Mary Lewis's underwear in Stardew is surprisingly endearing, especially because of the different reactions to what happens. Oh, yeah, that I, I did was not a do good that one. one. Is that it, patch added, or was that always no, there? No, I, I think that was always there. I, I remember doing that one. It was kind of funny because you find out that he's sleeping with somebody in town yep. that you don't know Damn. until that yeah. point. Stardew is and it's like, dude, deep. get it. <laughs> My wife was uh, freaking out when she discovered that. She was like, what? He's. <gasps> <laughs> and then uh, uh, like three days later, Hochum replied, replied again and said, playing Skyrim in middle school and randomly stumbling upon the Sheogaroth quest and the little society corruption quest in Markarth question mark were super fun. I don't know what that is. No, no I didn't know what yeah. I didn't know what any of these were. I realized after I picked this topic that I actually haven't played a lot of RPGs. I remember well, up is always great because he's the god of chaos or something. So yeah. he had a whole section in Oblivion that was really, oh. really great. That was oh. the with the dog, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun quest line. Dang it. Uh, and then, and then, last one, Chris A and C, who you skipped. Sorry, Chris. Don't worry. Ah. I, I've got your back. I've got you. Uh, I loved the crucifixion. Shit. I loved the crucifixion quest and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I have not played that, but it sounds cool. Crucifixion yeah, is always it's got a pretty crucifixion. sweet. Man. Yeah. Well, I, I, cross. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jake's gonna tell us a little bit of that about that one today. Spoilers. Oh, yes. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> no, we'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. We'll yes. Cut it out. We're going to talk about that one. Nah, leave it in. <laughs> I have something from Red Dead, so we'll get there. Everyone will get a turn, and they'll get to talk. Um, but thank you, Discord and Twitter people. You're, you're so funny, all of you. You have such good answers. Oh, amazing people. They're all attractive in their own little way. It's, it's those, mm-hmm. those little... I'm about to get all Barney, I guess, but it's all those little, little quirks that make you you. You know, you're, you're, you're special. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What, 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 off, what the fuck? a little... Something's What's a happening off today? About everyone, but but they're still cool. Yeah. What? I don't know. I've had too much caffeine today. I'm weird. Let's just go. Let's get even weirder. Let's get to the experts. It's us four. We're gonna we're gonna talk about our favorite quests in video games. And since I picked this topic and I'm the host, I'm gonna start. Okay. Everyone ready to listen? Okay. Okay. Everyone sitting cross-legged on the floor. Yep. yep. Chris cross-legged 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 on the floor. No. Yes. Exactly. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start uh, with Red Dead Redemption to get it out of the way. And I want to talk about the I Know You Mysterious Stranger Ooh. side quests from Red Dead Redemption. Um, so, you know, you know, Red Dead Redemption. You're a cowboy in a cowboy world doing all the cowboy things. And when you're going at one point, when you're like riding in the wilderness, if you if you go to a little question mark thing, it's a guy in a top hat and a mustache just standing out in the wilderness. Doesn't. <laughs> fit in at all like he's obviously not supposed to be there and you go and walk up to him and he's you like kill hello him. no no i'll oh. get there aaron just you wait I'm just, I'm just joking I, I, yeah this is a good joke this is a good joke yeah, you interrupted you. me again but it's okay um <laughs> you're just keeping little tally marks on like you're yeah. scratching them into the, your desk with your fingernails like this this son I've of a actually, bitch i've actually been doing it for 60 episodes and now it's finally crossing the line <laughs> <laughs> Um, you walk up to him and the guy's like, hello, John, John Marston. And John's like, do I know you? And he's like, do you? Cause I know you. And he explains about how, uh, or he's like, do you remember if, do you remember? And he says like a woman's name and he's like, not particularly. And he's like, oh, 
well, when you guys went robbed a, a boat or whatever, uh, whatever it was called, you blew out her head and her eyeball came out and her brains were on the wall. And he was like, didn't say anything. And he's like, so you don't remember her? And he's like, no. He's like, hmm. All right. I've got a friend over in uh, Blackwater who's going to cheat on his wife. Why don't you go and advise him on what to do? And, uh, and then you go over there and you can either help the guy cheat on his wife or tell him not to. Uh, and that's kind of where that step ends. Then, then you go do more stuff in the game. You go down to Mexico and down in Mexico is that guy again in the top hat, the mustache. He's got a little fire and he's like, John walks up and he's like, where do I know you from? And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. doesn't say anything. He's like, there's a nun. Uh, no, he, he says, uh, you sure do kill a lot of people. You're kind of famous for that. You, uh, don't mind killing people, but the staying loyal to your wife is important. That's interesting. Just like kind of pointing out these moral things. And then he's like, there's a nun traveling over to the city. You should go give her some help if you want to. And again, you can go and either rob her or you can help her by paying her some money, etc. This guy is just like giving you options to be a morally good guy or not. Later on, much later in the story, you you find him outside a little your your own house, like the John's house that he he's been living in for the last few years. And John is finally like had enough. He's like, you need to tell me where I know you from and why I keep finding you around. And he's like, I'm an accountant. I keep tabs on people, blah, blah, blah. And and gosh, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember exactly what it says, but John gets furious and the guy starts walking away and John shoots at him four times. The bullets don't do anything. He just keeps walking and disappears. And that's the end of it. And it's just such a fun, mysterious thing. Like this guy's obviously not just some dude in the world. He he could be like the devil, Satan or, or something or whatever. And there's a couple of fun facts. The The last place you talk to him outside of John's house is where major spoilers <laughs> is where John ends up being buried. You're talking to him right on his future grave, which is creepy. And um in the first conversation, when he tells you about that woman that died on that boat thing, that ends up being the starting section or like what happens just prior to the beginning of Red Dead Redemption 2. It takes place just after that event happens. So it's kind of like a teaser for Red Dead Redemption 2 in a way, but no one obviously knew that back then. It's got so much cool stuff in a game that's otherwise about being a cowboy doing cowboy thing. That's that's one of my favorite like i really love video game mysteries and shit like that mm -hmm. and that's one of my favorites for sure like people keep theorizing that he's he's the grim reaper or yeah. he's, he's something like that but yeah that that's that's a really that's a good pick. great pick tom but if Thank he's you. the grim reaper why doesn't he have a better hat why that's why true. the top hat why doesn't he have a hood he should have a hood what do you mean top yeah. hats are awesome top hat and a mustache and a suit but for a cowboy yeah come on he's not a cowboy he's a fancy man oh he's a dude fancy grim reaper they should have made a cowboy <laughs> cowboy reaper like he's all he's got he's got spurs made of fire and he's got a sweet Ooh. fucking horse with like not skeleton ghost horse. rider come on now yeah. they didn't want oh. to get it's just ghost rider <laughs> that's that's true <laughs> fuck fuck <laughs> giving these ideas away for free you're welcome marvel <laughs> uh yeah i'm ready to just fucking kick the door open and fucking Do destroy this topic uh any fucking journey that you make in any pokemon game because like mm, that's it's fair just, it's just it's the main i guess goal with any pokemon game is really to just become the champion and then from there it's like whatever the fuck you want to do man you want to keep playing the game you want to catch every pokemon you want to blah 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 but it's uh 
Pokemon's just cool because like along the way you're free to just truck along at your own pace, catching Pokemon, making cool memories with your different Pokemon and talking to different like NPCs and discovering cool areas and uh battling gym leaders and watching your Pokemon grow. It's uh it's just cool. I, I yeah. yeah. I mean, when uh No, you talk well. I was going to say, can I ask a question about uh which Pokemon games you've played? Uh, my favorite, like my fondest memories of Pokemon are from, uh, gens two, three, and I think five. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah. I've played all of them, but gens two and five are my favorites as well. Yeah. Ah, see, I've, I've only played, uh, blue. Mm. So gen one. And then, uh, I played through a good chunk of Pearl. So is that oh. four? Yes. And then yeah. I played Arceus. So those are the only ones I've actually played. I tried silver and gold back in the day, and the the time mechanic was just I couldn't get behind it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so funny. They actually removed so, it in the Gen three, so you could have. I was frustrated huh. that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got to ask about this one. Okay, I, I need to know. Okay, so this kind of game, Pokemon games, and I like uh -huh. the Pokemon games, uh -huh. but I feel like if you're calling this out for the quest line, the story. It's only a really a quest if you name your Pokemon. So I need to know, mm. what did you name your Pokemon? And why was it not Penis Chew 45? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So cool story. When I was, uh, I don't remember how old I was, but I, I was playing the fuck out of Pokemon Emerald. And I was borrowing my friend's Action Replay. If anybody at all remembers Action Replay, is basically like the Game Shark for Game Boy Advance. And I gave myself every single Pokemon I'd ever wanted in my party. And of, I, of course, being a dumb, stupid kid, my uh, Trico was just Gex. Because I was like, huh, he's a lizard. <laughs> he's a lizard, Gex. Typhlosion was Supernova. I, I just gave them all dumb superhero or like pop culture names. But now I'm, yeah, fuck. I wish I could just go back now and give them dumb fucking names like Stegosaurus McFlapjacks or something. <laughs> I, I only nicknamed mine once. I think it was Gen 3. And I named them after various Minnesota Twins players. So I had like Johan, <laughs> and Corey, and Joe. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa never played for the Twins. Albert Aaron. Pujols. Never played for the Twins, Aaron. Uh, John Madden, for sure. John Madden. <laughs> Shaq. <laughs> Gretzky. <laughs> Could you Gretzky's imagine? A, Gretzky's a squirtle. <laughs> Could yes. you imagine Wayne Gretzky coming up the bat? He's in his full hockey gear. He's, he's got a hockey stick, and he's like, all right, batter up. <laughs> um, so I named mine in Gen 1. I don't remember a lot of them, but I was, what? I was 14 when this game came out. So I named the, the Charmander Bernie. And then eventually <laughs> my Pikachu was Sparky. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are great names. And I don't remember what I named anything else. I'm sure I named others, but I don't remember. Those are the only two I remember. That's fun. Uh, go, going back to the Pokemon quests, back when I played them when I was a kid, that was like technically my first JRPG slash RPG, whatever you want to call it. So like I didn't even recognize the the traditional RPG elements, like going town to town and talking mm -hmm. to people and and having side quests to try and progress further. Like looking back now, it's kind of obvious, but back then it just felt like an adventure. It felt like I was doing cool things on my Pokemon adventure. And like at the end no, too, 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. <laughs> at, at the end, when you uh, when you beat the champion and it's like rolling credits and shit like that, uh, it just and and you get to see like your whole your whole party as it is now. It's like holy shit, yeah. that's that's a huge like monumental leap from where I started or like where I was yeah. maybe an hour or two into the game when I had just a fucking squirtle and a caterpie, and now you got like ma champ you've got like all your roided out boys it's uh-huh. like wow man caterpie has been stuck in the computer for 80 days <laughs> fuck you caterpie <laughs> you stay in there i i would like to mention the lavender town segment mm. of the yeah. like that was super dark it was yeah. this, this really dark moment veiled in a child's game basically where <laughs> even <laughs> like I, these I pokemon are the souls of the deceased. <laughs> it's a dark game, though. It's a dark franchise. It's about I, exiling children from their homes. That's yeah. the pre- premise That's, of Pokemon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, and you're ins- I always... Get out of my house. Go make your own living. You're dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sprinted through Lavender Town every time because of that creepy music. And, and when boom, the sprite boom, came up for boom, a ghost, boom, where it was just like, boom, it's a ghost. I'm like, boom. what are you talking about? There can't be ghosts in Pokemon and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf, what's your, what's your first pick? Yeah, how about you take your turn, Wolf? Uh, all right. I got the Mount Ordeals segment from Final Fantasy IV. Okay, tell me about that. I think I you, know that. It's right at the tail end of basically the whole first act of the game, I guess you could call it, where Cecil is, you know, he's really torn by the fact of these these horrible things he's done as a dark knight for his king. And he's trying to make amends for that. And he gets to the city. He washes up on the shore of the city of where the game opens, where, you know, he storms into town with his military, kills people, takes their crystal and leaves. Just whatever sucks for you guys because his king ordered it and he felt bad about it, but he did it because it was his orders. So he gets there and everybody in town hates him. And he's just like, yes, I accept this. I get it. I was wrong. I'm trying to be a better person. I'm sorry about what I did. And a lot of people still don't trust him, but he's given a second chance by the, the village elder. And so he's like, well, if you want to really make amends, you you should climb to the top of Mount Ordeals and face your past. And that 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 will be how you move forward. So he's like, OK, he's like, but I'm going to send these kids with you to, to help you because it's it's not going to be an easy quest. Oh, yeah. So- <laughs> take these children with you. On yeah, take adventure. these children. And they're like <laughs> eight or nine or something. Right. I can't imagine my son going off on an adventure with. Somebody. Wait, like, wait yeah, for I the end you. of this, Tommy. I got your back. OK, so he. You go climbing this mountain and, you know, as you're going up, you hear these whispers and echoes of things that you're not sure what they are, but you keep going. And as you near the top, you end up fighting one of the four fiends and you kill him and you're like, yeah, I did this. I beat his ass. And then he immediately gets back up bigger and stronger because you killed him and his final form is undeath, basically. So then you have to kill that. And it's a much harder fight. And then you go into, you finally get to the top of Mount Ordeals. You go into, uh, I don't know, I don't. Know, I guess a shrine of some sort where it's got mirrors everywhere. And you end up fighting yourself. Ooh. Cecil fights himself, of his dark reflection of himself, to try and move past it. And if you fight, you will lose. 
the entire point of this part of the quest is to not fight, just defend. Heal yourself and defend instead of attacking it because you're supposed to be growing. You're supposed to be becoming a defender instead of a fighter. Oh. And it's, it's his transformation from Dark Knight to Paladin. And you end up hearing this voice speak to you and it calls you his son, which, you know, it, but you, you don't ever see the body. You just, it's just the voice you hear. And he's like, what? That voice sounds, who are you? But it, <laughs> in other versions of the game, specifically the 3D remake, you get more backstory to that. You find out it actually is Cecil's father, whom he never knew. But uh, <laughs> in the original, it's just like, well, that, that was kind of out of left field because they cut that whole chunk from the original game. But yeah, he, he comes back down the mountain as a paladin, much stronger, much more capable. Now he wields light magic. He's he he redeems himself basically, and that's his redemption arc at that point in the game. That's so fun. I love that's that. It's really cool. That's a really good pick, and I apologize, Tommy. I misled you. I uh, there's. I, I guess I'm going to spoil part of Final Fantasy IV, but like one of those kids ends up getting turned to stone or something. Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's later. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad, when, Tommy. When did Final Fantasy IV come out? Does do you guys know off the top of your head? Ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. It's just crazy that that level of storytelling was. It was happening. It was one that of the first a, ones. That it, was the it, first RPG I ever played. I was ten years old. It was summer between I want to say fourth and fifth grade, and I was just like, "What is this? Yeah. This is amazing." <laughs> It was one of the first ones in the series to have a like a story that deep because like up until that point like one was just hey four heroes oh bad guy dead and then two I don't remember and then three was basically like save the crystals the four heroes and then and then you get to four yeah yeah Final <laughs> Fantasy four goes places I mean it's a game where you ride around in a whale you go to the oh, moon. Yeah. And yeah just, it just it goes places it is a good game it's it's limited sprite work for the time and the graphics yet they managed to tell a surprisingly deep story and it's it only gets better in that franchise going forward it's really something to see and that awesome. that 3d remake for the for the ds is really really cool like yeah the oh what's who's the the martial artist character uh jeremy uh, Yang? young jeff jeremy. Oh, young <laughs> yeah young he's yeah yeah seeing that like intro cut scene where he just hops in and whoops some ass in 3d that, that's really cool what about you jake what about you jake well there's a game i've i've been playing i've played it this is the second time i'm going through it and you guys have not heard of it before and neither is your audience well except chris chris and i have played this game we played this quest this quest is called sinner man and it's from a game called cyberpunk 2077 oh, yeah. and i gotta start by saying <laughs> when i played this game when it first came out and all this jank. The first time in this quest, you're basically given this mission. You're a merc for hire, and you're told to meet your contact in a parking lot. And you go meet this guy named Bill. And he's like, look, I've cashed in my life savings. I need revenge. This murderer who killed my wife is being let go, let out of prison. I need you to kill him for me. And you're like, all right, well, I don't, I don't judge. Sure, give me the money. And there's a short car chase with you and Bill in, this, in your car and you're chasing the cops and it comes to standstill in the middle of the road. And, and I'm just, I'm going to murder this guy. So I hop out of my SUV and I just charge the cop car, gun shooting, and I murder this guy. Yeah. And Bill's very happy. And I get my 5K quest over. 
Little did I know, nice. until I just played the game, I'm replaying the game now because it, it got a huge update and it has DLC. Little did I know, that's not how you're supposed to do that quest. Oh. You're not supposed to murder the murderer. <laughs> What's supposed to happen is you get out of the car slowly so that the contact bill comes with you. You walk down, you saunter down the road, and the cops kill Bill, just like the movie. Oh. And you have a conversation with the prisoner named Joshua. And he explains, and it's a whole thing. His name is Joshua. <laughs> He's a murderer. He's killed dozens of people. But he, he found God while in prison. And he wants to do something with his life to give meaning and to help other people. He's basically re- redeeming himself. And he's like, oh, look, I'm a, per- I'm a terrible person. I'm an awful guy. I know. Just spend 24 hours with me. Just spend a day with me, and I'll pay him twice what he's going to pay you. I mean, Bill's dead. <laughs> It's okay. I think you could probably do the quest in a way that Bill's not dead, but he's dead, but you can still get paid if you spend 24 hours with this convict. So I, you do. You agree to it. It's the weirdest thing. Right on. You're like, the, cop that, the, the cops escorting this guy is paid off. They say they're paid off oh. to take this guy uh, out of prison, and he's like, get in the vehicle. And I'm like, all right. A stranger saying, get in the car. Who am I to argue? You hop in, and Joshua explains what he's going to do. He's basically his plan. He was reached out to by um, some media studio movie company. They have this future tech called Braindance in Cyberpunk. It's basically mm-hmm. fancy VR, right? I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Strange Days. Basically, nope. Braindance is where they record the experiences of a person, visually, smells, sights, sounds, feelings, all of that, and they put it on a disc, and then you can experience that as a, as a media in the future. So he wants to get himself recorded as he's being crucified. And oh, by doing that, shit. by doing that, and then this company will sell it to people because that's what they do in the future. It's it's the snuff film of the future. Mm. He his he's getting he'll he doesn't need the money, but he's going to pay out the victims of of his crimes, give you money as well. But this brain dance of his crucifixion will hopefully impact people to change their ways, to not be violent, to have some kind of redemption themselves. That's his plan. This is a sci-fi game about drugs and leather jackets <laughs> and crap and hacking. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves. We all we all love Johnny Silverhand. It's this is like a serious quest. And these are the quests that I like in games, the ones that kind of make you think, or at least you'll forget half of the game. But this is the kind of quest that sticks with you. And it, it starts off with you're in the car, you drive to the uh, the house of one of your other victims, or his other victims. Um, it's the sister of a brother that he killed. And she apparently forgave him wrote letters in prison to him, the whole nine yards. And you're just sitting at a kitchen table, having a beer as you do. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. convict is talking to the sister of one of his victims. And they're just hashing out about what his plan is. And she's like trying to talk him out of it. She doesn't want this guy to die like this. It's just wild. There's a tense exchange with the mother of the guy he killed. And it's, it's just deep. And meanwhile, your character is just sitting at the kitchen table. And you don't, I don't even know what to say. What do you even think in game as a character when somebody says, hey, I want to be nailed to the cross and it recorded (laughs) for mass media consumption. So it's interesting. Like you end up going to the diner. You have a last meal at a cafeteria, it looks like. And you meet the director of this VR thing they're going to record. And she's a piece of shit. She's, She's obviously telling you, look, don't discourage them. We need them to do this. People are getting paid over this. You'll get paid over this. Fuck religion. Just let's let's just record this guy's death. 
because that's what will get us the ratings. And you just absolutely hate this person. But you can. there's different dialogue options. You can sympathize with the guy. You can try and talk him out of it. It's a very surreal encounter. And the quest kind of stops after that that meal. And I wasn't sure, did I do it wrong? Did I pick the wrong thing? It's just, it just mysterious. Okay, thanks very much for the day. That was good lunch. Carry on. Here's your money. And I thought that was, I thought I broke it. <laughs> and then hours and later into the game, you get a call and it's, it's the director saying, okay, we're ready to film the crucifixion. Uh, Josh was requesting you. He wants you to be there. <laughs> what, we're best buddies now? <laughs> we're friends? Okay. So you go to the film studio lot. There's a protest. There's cops. They're kind of waving you in as you're going through and you go inside the studio and the game, who makes a game that actually goes to this detail? They actually set up a set, a set of a giant cross with the restraints. There's a hammer and nails. There's a camera. There's staff all around. And Joshua, you can talk to him a little bit beforehand, but you're given the choice. You can try and talk him out of it, which apparently doesn't work. <laughs> you can say, I want nothing to do with this and just leave and walk away. Or the game says, Joshua says, V, I want you to be the one to nail me to this cross. I knew it. <laughs> and you can do it. Fuck and I'm not just saying, I'm not saying you just hit X button to nail the, well, you do. You hit X button to nail him to the cross. But you actually have to nail each hand multiple times. Oh, no. <laughs> and he screams out every single oh, time. Gosh. The and there's the option to quit and walk away. But if you want to, you can go through the whole thing, hands and feet and the whole thing. And then there's a final big red button. You slap the red button and the cross is raised up and the quest does not finish until you watch him die. And it's a, <laughs> it's a solid 60 seconds of nothing but silence. It's a darkened room. This guy's nailed to a cross and you watch him die. Dang. And then you just turn around. You walk to the director if you want. She's smoking a cigarette and you ask her, well, what now? And she basically says, we're going to get paid. I'm going to go home and spend two hour, two days getting wasted, but we're going to get paid. Thanks very much. That's the quest. That's fucking heavy. Yeah. Holy shit. That's good. Yeah. It's so impactful. Just It makes you think about, in a dark future, is that where media goes? The exploitation oh, that we certainly. see today online and social yeah. media, is that the logical conclusion to this? I hope not. But just yeah. that the game designers wrote this quest line, and you, you can go through the whole thing. Or you can walk away. And it's just, it was very impactful, very memorable quest. And people can hate or or love Cyberpunk 2077. But I think the, the quest that I'm going to remember the most is this one, good or bad. And it's it's very impactful writing. There's a couple things in that quest. Uh, one is, I, I never remember that it was called Sinner Man. I just call it the Death Porn Quest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's essentially what it boils Death down porn. to. Um, and I noticed watching uh, Chard and other host of our podcast the other day playing it that uh the family that you know the guy he killed they have an ofrenda for joshua <laughs> and he's oh, do still they? alive yeah i'm like <laughs> they've got an ofrenda for a guy who's still alive like that's dark <laughs> fuck man man that's uh city project red is so good at making really memorable side quests like they they had of course, a ton in The Witcher 3, but yeah, that's... Damn, I've never played the game, but I'll remember that for sure. It's wild to me, because there's a lot of quests. There's a lot. There's a lot of quests in Cyberpunk 
Um, and a lot of them are, are, are barely even quests, really. A lot of them are just you, you go to here and you pick up a free item and you're done. I mean, one of the other quests was a guy got a um, cybernetic dick and it's malfunctioning and you have to quickly run him to a doctor to get it fixed. That's the quest. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, like, dude. It's, it's got that in it, that. right? That's the future yeah. I want. <laughs> it, it's so weird how lighthearted some of the moments are. And then then you have like this one. And it's it's an interesting between the, the really funny, outrageous and weird to just really impactful. It's a, it's an interesting game. It really is. Yeah, there are a, f- a few really impactful quest lines in that game, but that was probably one of the most memorable for me too. Yeah, I, I love the quest lines that that are that. It seems like it totally takes you out of whatever the rest you're doing in Cyberpunk is. It, it's just like so far away from everything else, but it still fits in and makes you think about stuff. Like in the the what's the word? I can't think of the word. You know what I mean? The context. Yes, context. Thank you. Yeah, it's good one. Good one. Cyberpunk is a well-crafted game for the most part. In terms of narrative, it's very well-crafted. Yes. Like it was janky as hell when it came out. I don't know if it still is. I actually went and tangent um, got my hands on the 1.0 release again <laughs> so that I could install that <laughs> later and play it again because it was so messed up. It was great. Well, Cyberpunk is the one that has T posing. If it doesn't have T posing, he doesn't want to play it. <laughs> yeah, if if you can't launch fifty feet off a pedestrian using your motorcycle, I don't want to play it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> uh, speaking of janky, Aaron, it's kind of early, but should we do an ad break? Oh yeah, fuck it, let's do an ad break. Let's do an ad break. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, Super Potters? Tommy here. I just want to give a big shout out to our patrons. They are all wonderful stand-up fellows. Thank you, Adam, Jameson, Jared, and a novel console for your support. It genuinely means the world to Aaron and I to have such handsome, talented patrons. And I truly believe the universe will reward you in some karmic way for being a patron to Super Pod Saga. Thank you. Hey there, Super Potters. You may be wondering how Aaron and I, bumbling idiots that we are, managed to record, edit, and distribute our world-class podcast, The Super Pod Saga. The answer, dear listeners, is Zencaster. Let me tell you more. It is so easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen, knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. It's an all-in-one service! If you have thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute it to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com pricing and use my code SuperPodSaga and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Do 
It's really important to stay hydrated. They say to drink eight to 10 cups of water per day to stay properly hydrated, but sometimes that can be difficult to do and completely inconvenient. And most of us don't feel like carrying a gallon of water with us at all times. But that's where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out or on long flights. Man, in Iowa, the summers can be brutal. 90 degrees and tons of humidity, that just saps the energy and, and water right out of your system within just a few minutes. Luckily, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's very important to replace those electrolytes, you know? And uh, I, I just love how quick and easy it is to use Liquid IV. You just get one packet and a bottle of water and you just pour that packet into the bottle of water, shake the heck out of it, and bam, you are good to go. Since using Liquid IV, I felt way more alert, active, and just plain better versus drinking water alone. Uh, my favorite flavors to go to are the Yuzu Pineapple Energy Multiplier, and the uh, Tropical Punch Hydration Multiplier. I can't get enough of those ones. And what makes them even better is, like I mentioned earlier, they're packed with five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And it, again, yeah, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. And they're non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, which is just great. So uh, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout. That's 20% off anything. When you shop Better Hydration today using promo code SUPERPODSAGA, S-U-P-E-R-P-O-D-S-A-G-A at liquidiv.com. You have a great one, superstars. If you're a fan of coffee and you're looking for something different, I think we've got just the thing for you. That's Bones Coffee. Bones Coffee is not your usual coffee company. Of course, it's all sugar-free, gluten-free, all that stuff because it's just coffee, nothing added to it. But they roast each batch of coffee beans to your order and they've got just a bazillion different flavors to choose from. They've got your usual French vanilla, salted caramel, they've got Irish cream, uh, of course they've got decaf, uh, single origin coffees like Kenya, Guatemala, stuff like that, even what they call high voltage, which is extra strength, extra caffeine, but they have all sorts of other awesome kind of out of the box flavors. They've got ones like cotton candy, maple bacon, and even mint chocolate chip ice cream. And they're always coming up with new crossover flavors like they've done a bunch for Nightmare Before Christmas, Indiana Jones, even Spider-Man, <laughs> of all things, and they're, they're also coming up with new seasonal flavors all the time. If this sounds right up your alley, feel free to use the link in our episode description and use coupon code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's S-U-P-E-R-P-O-D-S-A-G-A at checkout to get 20% off your order. And if, if you're not just in the market for coffee, you can also get some sweet mugs. They've got lots of cool shirts. They've got 
all sorts of different brewing equipment like French presses, stuff like that. Just head on over to BonesCoffee.com or again, use the link in our episode description and get 20% off. Get yourself a new interesting flavor and spice up your morning routine with Bones Coffee. I really hope you enjoy. I'm a really big fan of it and I hope you find one that really hooks you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. for this one okay oh i do don't worry i got this okay uh usually when we do an ad break i ask if anyone else has an experience that needs it but i already know that all four of us have already used this product let's tell the fans about how much we enjoy sweaty palm liquid secretion surgery that's right each one of us has already gotten surgery to have a certain liquid come out of our sweaty palms aaron what liquid did you pick to come out of your sweaty palms Mountain Dew Baja Blast, no question asked. Isn't it great? You just you just go suckle up to your palm and you go, and you got the Mountain Dew. Yum 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 yum. I did similar. I did a Mountain Dew Energy. Jesus. So whenever Christ. I need that hit of energy, I just go. Mmm, mm, so good. Wolf, what about you? Sunny D. Yes. yes. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking. I will never have to worry about scurvy again. Exactly. You get all the vitamin C you need. <laughs> all the C you need. That's their new slogan. Jake, Jake, what about you? Dulex hand sanitizer hey. with the glitter so I can sparkle and burn at the same time. Ooh, you get a high smart. as fuck off of that too. Just, yeah, like the high school kids <laughs> do, you know? It's and whenever your eyes uh... get itchy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but whenever someone at work is like, oh, I'm so tired today, I'm just like, here, take my palm. And then they go, and then they get the the Mountain Dew energy drink. What what happens if you wear gloves? Does it just like pool up inside the gloves and then you just like, you chug your glove, basically? Chug chug a a glove, that's what I'm trying to say. Put a Ziploc bag around your wrist and and throughout the Mm. day, and then you'll have a a Ziploc bag filled with your liquid. Beautiful. You could end world hunger. Get an infinite uh-huh. supply of liquid from your palms. Yeah, yeah makes you great. think. It's amazing. You could end scurvy, Wolf. You're you're gonna end scurvy for the entire <laughs> world. Just milk your palms twice a day. <laughs> uh, that sounded gross to say. Eventually, they're they're working on making hot liquids work, so you can get coffee as well. But right oh. now, it's it it burns too much. I can imagine that. What about vinegar? I imagine it doesn't smell great either. No, no. They haven't Once figured the out how to dries, stop the smell. It's not as not as appealing as well. Thanks, thanks. Sweaty palm liquid I get, I guess. surgery. Yeah. Thank you. You changed our lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fabulous product. I I just can't. Holy shit, could you imagine coming up to a dude on like the subway or just chilling in Walmart and it's just like just fucking just noms his palm just <laughs> fuck dude I oh it's just the wild that's the future right there. Fuck cyberpunk. That's that's, that's the 90s anime future I want. Suck sucking so on palms. So is this Yo. like Toby Maguire's Spider Man, but through your palms? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Le- yeah, less spider legs, more 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 wet palms.
Are we back? Uh, yeah, we're back. Are we back? Oh, yeah, hey, back. hey, yep, everyone. Yep, yep. Nice to see you all again. I guess that means it's my turn. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go in a totally different uh, direction from Burning Crucifix, if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to talk about the Glitz Pit section from Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. So, all right. so get so you guys know Mario, right? You're aware of him. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, uh, he and I are pretty cool. <laughs> He's the best plumber in all the land. In in Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, you're going around to different places to collect crystal stars, which is a totally unique and special collectible thing. And the first chapter has you go to like a normal Mario. It's like a grassland, and there's pipes and goombas and stuff. And the second one, you're inside of a tree and you have to go and explore throughout the tree and stuff. And there's platforming, puzzle solving, etc. And the third chapter, you go to this place called Glitz Pit and you walk in there and it's a big wrestling arena. Fuck yeah. I know. I know. And this is this the arena and the locker room backstage and the halls and stuff is where this entire chapter takes place. From the beginning to the end of chapter three, you are a wrestler. You even get a name. They call Mario the Great Gonzalez, and that's what you go by. That's your in-ring name. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Everyone calls him the Great Gonzalez. This has got to be a better wrestler name for Mario. Come on now. He's uh, the Merciless Executioner, the Great Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow. And so How you did start they not at... go with, like, Mustachioed Menace or something? Yeah. Mustachio <laughs> is a great luchador name for him. The Red Bastard. <laughs> Where do I tweet this? Uh, Miyamoto, you just tweet right in Miyamoto. Yeah. Miyamoto. <laughs> Miyamoto will like he'll sit straight up out of his like mid morning nap. He'll be like, "Oh fuck, we gotta remake it again." <laughs> They're gonna fix it in the remake, I'm sure. But he says it all in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, and so the the crystal star is on the championship belt of the champion Rock Hawk. The feral nuclear reactor is his nickname. Um, and you start at the bottom and you have to work your way up by defeating other enemies in the, in the in the ring. And so you like do your match and then you go back to the locker room where everyone's friends because it's wrestling. And you just like talk to people and learn more stuff about their past and about the arena and the the promoter whose name is Grubba. And things things seem to be sketchy, if you could believe that. And it's just uh, such a fun change of pace to what you were expecting from the Mario RPG uh, formula. Each each match also has like a randomized uh, requirement because it's wrestling and you need to do special stuff like take damage at least three times or or Bridge don't swap cage. partners. Yeah, oh. yeah. Don't jump. Things like that to, to really mix it up and, and make it special. And it's just fun to work your way through the seeing all these dumb wrestling things in a Mario game and, and it, it, I love it is is fun that is super cool why don't they make a mario wrestling game god damn it that'd be really really rad it, it's, it can't be like like high school wrestling or shit like that it's got to be like full-blown like aew like raw wrestling like mario he's yeah. got his alter ego and like bowser is the undertaker or something stupid i don't know that'd be that'd yeah. be awesome Rest- Wrestling is huge in Japan. Like honestly, I'm surprised it has not happened. I mean, they made a I think they did a Mario hockey game. So if they're doing hockey, they've got to do wrestling. They've done Dude. what tennis, golf, football. They've done everything except for wrestling. They've done basketball too. Did they really? Yeah, on the DS. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. They did three on three. Yep. Um, and it was made by Square Enix, so there's Moogles in it. There's a black yep. mage. 
That's the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, if Wario can do the equestrian in the Olympics <laughs> game, surely, surely they can do wrestling. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Speaking of equestrians, my next pick is just the stupidest fucking shit ever. Uh, so, okay, so Elder Scrolls 3, right? Uh, original Xbox. So, uh, fuck, there's a quest called The Falling Wizard. And uh, literally all it is, is is you go to you go to this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold that laughter. Hold it in. I'm not so laughing. You, oh, okay. Well, you go to this. You go to this uh, certain spot on the map and you look straight up at the sky. And after like a minute or so, uh, you see this NPC falling from the sky. And obviously he fucking dies because he hits the ground. <laughs> And the, and you you loot his body, and after you loot his body, the quest is done. You complete the quest. Go go you. But uh, uh, amongst other things in his inventory, you can find these scrolls. I forget exactly what they're called, but they increase your acrobatics by like fucking a thousand or something ridiculous. So so you you can max out your acrobatics for like a couple minutes, and in doing so, you have super fucking human or yeah superhuman uh jumping height but of course once you land you're, you're dead <laughs> but uh so so you have the potential to to break the game with these uh couple couple times down the road but of course you've got to level up your uh um your hp because yeah when you have more hp you can probably survive the fall but uh it's just a stupid dumb quest that i only discovered because i watched my brother play the game one time and he he was just like, "Hey, bro, watch this." And he went to this one spot and stared at the sky. I was like, "What? What are you doing? You can you can go literally anywhere and do literally anything. Why are we staring at the sky?" And he says, "Just wait." And then this dude falls and dies. And I was like, "Wow!" And then you lose his corpse and you get max jump height. And it's like, "Wow!" Yeah, I, that's so. This silly. one I remember very very well. I think this is right after you leave Sedanine, headed for Balmora. I think mm-hmm. the intended way to discover this is as you're walking, you hear a scream and thunk on the road behind you. <laughs> so you turn around and all of a sudden there's this guy just pancaked on the ground. And I think what it was, you're right about the it's some of the generalities, like the acrobatics is just shot through the roof, but I think it's only for like 15 seconds. Yeah. So it's just enough time to make the jump, but by the time you land, it's worn off. So you don't have the extra acrobatic skill to get hurt and die. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> he didn't use another one before he landed, so you know he didn't make it. Because he's got a journal dumb. on him that explains this all and everything. It's really silly. Yeah, but yeah really silly, just... but it's also like a tutorial in a way, because Merlin yeah. had uh, a fantastic custom spell system they never quite replicated in other games because in Morrowind, you could do the alteration spells that let you fly or jump. Sorry, it was, it was a jump spell. But then you learn because of this idiot fallen, <laughs> you learn to add <laughs> slow effect to your jump spells so that you land gracefully like a cat instead of like a splat on the ground. I love that part of the game. It's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's really quite good. So, so out of the blue, like you'd never expect it. And the fucking the fact that it's an actual quest. Too, I mean, of course, you don't get like you don't get it from anybody. You just uh, get like the quest starts as soon as you hear, I think it's like him screaming or like he falls or something. And the quest objectives are just like uh, save him or whatever and then loot his body and then it's done. 
Yeah, it's just kind of like a... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Speaking of splats, come on, Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. All right. Splats. I got another one. Uh, Yakuza 0. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Yes. Disciple <laughs> of the New Order is the quest line. If you don't know it by name, it's the cult quest. Yes. <laughs> Should it be? Be. You know, <laughs> so there's this really bizarre cult that when you're playing as Majima, not Kiryu, you come across this cult in Sotenbori, and there's just so much weirdness going on in this cult. Like, they earn points by tithing 100,000 yen at a time. Um, they, and it, it gets uncomfortably gross at some points, like, uh, certain girls are uh if chosen by the leader of this cult can earn additional points uh by special favors with just him so like it gets oh. gross right mm-hmm. so it it starts off seeming silly and then you get to that point and you're like whoa 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 like now you're <laughs> like okay these people like there's a scumbag in charge here we got to do something <laughs> But this cult brainwashes these people and, you know, detach as cults are tend to do, detaches them from their loved ones and their family and all this. Right. And the cult is like, yeah, we whenever whenever anybody gets hurt, we just pray them better. Things like that. Right. They, they really get in weirdness here. Well, it comes to a head when you finally meet the leader of the cult. And Majima's like, no, 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 dude, I'm putting an end to this. See, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and so you beat the crap out of him. Ultimately, once Majima's done with him, he's got multiple broken bones. And he's like, I need to be taken to the hospital. And all his followers are like, no, no, we're going to pray you better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. That's and how it works. Like, you were turned Thoughts on to this prayers. whole thing by the mother of a girl who joined the cult. So you you ultimately help her out of the cult. But yeah, all the followers are just like, well, just pray you better. And then you leave it at that. So <laughs> <laughs> Karma you. comes back and bites the guy in the ass hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. I love that ending. I've forgotten that's how it ends. And uh, apparently, it's based on a real cult that happened no. in the mid-90s. That was the... Um, they, I think that's the um, Japanese uh, death suicide cult that did the subway attacks. It, it was yeah, s- serious gross Shit. thing, too. Yeah, They used they were, sarin they gas. They were messed up. Yeah, They used what? Sarin gas. It's not a good time. (laughs) But yeah, apparently these uh, this cult turns up in multiple entries. But Yakuza Zero is the only one I encountered them in, Uh, and I've only played Zero, One, Two, and Three. So, but yeah, that was I love that ending. Full of amazing moments. Like I I watched you play through a few of them, and it's just such weird, bonkers, off the wall stuff. I would not have expected. Oh man. the heart of the Yakuza franchise is all the side quests. Yep. It really yeah. is. Like mm-hmm. the soul of the game is definitely the main story, but the heart is all the quests. It's great. One of my favorites is uh this isn't a pick. This is just like uh just just bullshit, but one of my favorite ones in Yakuza 7 like a dragon is the one where you come across this homeless man and he's like uh, my pet like Charlene or whatever is lost. Can you help me find her? And it turns out she's just a fucking lobster that like fell into this <laughs> trash-filled river. 
that the homeless man lives next to. So you're like you as uh, Ichiban, you're 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 trying to like fish and like like sift through all the trash and like try to find his pet lobster, Charlene. I, I forget if that's its real name or not, but <laughs> that was Yakuza has the goofiest fucking shit side quests ever. It's great. I love the party in that one too, right? Like it's it's based it's a riff on JRPGs, the combat system. Yes. Your 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 wizard is basically the homeless guy who shoots mm-hmm. fire with a bottle of alcohol and a lighter. <laughs> That's his fire attack. <laughs> oh my God. I gotta work my way up to that it's one. So good. Yeah, pigeon att- summoning. It's just so good. It's so weird though. Speaking of pigeons, what do you got next, Jake? Okay. I know my last one was kind of deep, a little bit too serious. So let's get a little lighthearted. Let's talk about The Witcher 3. It's one of my yes. favorite games of all time. And one of the earliest quests, lighthearted fun, involves a character called the Bloody Baron. And oh, I know this one. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So he's so the Baron, basically you're in a country that's been taken over by an invading army. You end up encountering a local Baron who is on the losing side of that war. He's called the Bloody Baron because he was just a notorious reputation for, you know, killing and being terrible prisoners. And he kind of carved out this this tiny little piece of kingdom for himself. And I, I can't remember what he hires you originally to do. I think it was to find his missing wife and daughter is what it was. And he's just this huge, gross, disgusting human being. He's basically throwing money at you. But your main character, is that's kind of what he does. He, he's a monster hunter for hire. He's a merc. And you take the quest. And you're investigating the house for clues of where his wife disappeared to. And you quickly come across bloodstains and signs of struggle and you and you very quickly realize the bloody baron essentially is a wife beater and that's likely why his wife and his daughter fled and it just you just really hate this guy you hate this character he's vile and disgusting and as you proceed through the quest you end up getting more backstory and you realize that his wife was pregnant and due to the struggle she had a miscarriage then it gets weird right Mm -hmm. It's a miscarriage. And it, this game is very much influenced by Polish folktales and stories and monsters. And I'm not really familiar with that kind of stuff. So when they got to the point where the monster's introduced in the quest, because there has to be, Switcher, the monster that is going around killing thing, killing people is called a, a blubberkin or a lubberkin. And it's this tiny little demon with a long tongue. And it's origin- it arose <laughs> because they took the discarded fetus and buried it in an unmarked grave and they didn't name it. And that would cause the baby to be cursed, rise from the graves as a demon, and you have to capture this lubberkin and you have to fight it or try to bring peace to it. Have you guys played this quest? Because this is this is yes, crazy. It's sounding. been a long time. Yeah, it was a long time ago, it. but I did. Yep. And it's it's so it's I don't want to say funny. It's just weird. Where yeah. one of the paths to do this the correct way, I guess, is you basically find um, a doll and you find pieces of, of the origin of the baby and you basically have to convince the, the Baron to do right and to hold this demon baby and name it and ask for forgiveness and then you bury it properly. And that's how you solve the quest the proper way. But this quest has ramifications through the, the whole first chapter, right? The, the Baron could end up dead through suicide. Um, you could help him find his wife and daughter or help find his wife and you can you can console them and have them get peace. Or he just, she dies at the hands of the witches later on. Like this, this quest is so bizarre and weird, but there's at least five different ways to do it that all impact the story in the first chapter. And I, I love it for, again, for the quest writing. 
something about CD Projekt Red, they really nailed mm-hmm. how they do their narrative, and it's just it's a fantastic quest. They're really good at making really, really memorable side quests, especially in The Witcher 3. I, I don't remember anything yeah. at all from Witcher 2, except for like how weird the combat was, but yeah, Witcher yeah, 3 same. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tommy time. I, I, it's Tommy time. Mm-hmm. I... Um, Let's see. I want to talk about a game called Mass Effect, the first one. And I want to talk about the Vermeer. Uh, it's it's technically two quests, but I'm going to include it all in one because it's one planet. It's it's basically everything you could want in a quest line because it has so much stuff that I'm going to get into. So essentially, the, the story of Mass Effect is, you know, there's there's the bad guy, Saren, right? That's his name? Saren? Yeah, 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 that's him. And he's got this big old ship that he's flying around in, and the Reapers are coming. You're like, what are the Reapers? And eventually you find out that his base is on this planet called Vermeer, and so you have to go down there, and you're going to blow it up. Um, the first part is like the typical stuff. You go and you got to take out the anti-aircraft thing so that more people can come in. And then once you meet up with the other people to who want to assault the place they're like man he's got a cure for the genophage isn't that crazy which is like a uh, a sterilization of uh of the krogan species and you just happen to have a krogan crewmate rex there and so he's like oh well we gotta go get that i mean he doesn't say it like that because he's a big giant guy but yeah. essentially there's a conflict with him where he's like we need to get that so that we can cure the geno- genophage and everyone's like no 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 we don't gotta do that and so you have to either talk him down or shoot him like it's a it's a tense situation. And whatever you decide for that has ramifications, because if you shoot him like I did the first time I played the game, you kind of have that hanging over you for the rest of the, the mission. And uh, you you go into Vermeer, you go into the base and stuff, and you eventually come upon this uh, communicator thing and you communicate with Saren's ship, which you then learn isn't a ship. It's it's a Reaper. It's an actual living kind of being and it talks to you in a way that like really sets the tone for what you're dealing with with the reapers where he's like i don't even you're nothing to me like we're going to make you go extinct like there's nothing you can do about it and you're like going into this thing being like i'm gonna take out Saren, and we're gonna stop the reapers and then this one single reaper just treats you like you're nothing to them and again setting that tone of like oh this is gonna be bad um you go you go through the mission shoot more people make more explosions and then you finally plant the bomb and then some unfortunate things happen and you have to make a choice for which one of your crew members you want to sacrifice to go and set the bomb off because someone has to manually do it and you have to choose ashley or Caden to go and sacrifice themselves to Mm -hmm. blow up the bomb and then you lose another crew member it's it's got so much stuff all packed into one quest that it's Mm -hmm. just nuts how many revelation story revelations you get how much world building character growth it affects so much of your crew just in one mission i always yeah. sacrifice the space racist to ashley she same. can go fuck herself. i did too yep. <laughs> every time <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same page yeah that quest is so good the i think it's his name is sovereign the the, yeah, the ship's so- name yep, and yep. it's just the voice the, the way the wording yeah. the dialogue is that's a franchise i love and I love the the Reapers as a concept of what they mm-hmm. do and their origin. Fuck yeah! And I was I was kind of upset when the third game first came out. They put this behind DLC, but there's a quest line called yeah. um, the the Sleepers or something, or it, it goes it, or the oh, what the hell is it called? 
there's a quest where they go to the origin of the Reapers and why they look the way they do, why they look like squids, and there's an origin to it, and they put that behind DLC, and it pisses me off. Now, 20 years later, it doesn't matter because you play the Legendary Edition, and it's all kind of built in, but the origin of the Reapers and then how they do what they do being explained was so satisfying lore-wise for me, and I really love that franchise. Hmm. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm definitely going to play Mass Effect 3 someday. <laughs> I still can't believe you. You talk about this fucking series on like all like every other episode of this show, but you haven't played the third game. You've played Andromeda, but you haven't played three. What the fuck? What? <laughs> What's I wrong know. with you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you played two? Yes, I've played one and two multiple times. Well, what what about two put you off of playing three? Nothing's put me off. I just get burned out because I I don't want to just jump into three. I'm like, well, I have to play through one and two. So I have all my story things going into three or my choices and stuff. But I always get burned out at two or another game comes out. that I'm like, well, I got to play this. Andromeda. (laughs) I'll get there. eventually. You're one of those people. I didn't like Andromeda. I never finished it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fine. But, that's fine but i didn't believe everything i was like no it's good all the reviews are wrong and they weren't wrong <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> like mass effect for me was never about the gameplay because they kept changing the gameplay for I me mean, one yeah. two and three yeah, they really all did. played differently but the yeah. story was really great it's, it's one of my favorite bioware franchises all right uh should i do should i do like a more serious pick or a, a stupid goofy pick for my next yes one? stupid goofy Stupid, stupid goofy stupid goofy uh jake yeah. jake sure i'll i'll go with goofy okay okay it's uh, unanimous it is unanimous okay let's let's talk about uh have any of you guys ever played ill bleed no oh i like to cut the tree because i gotta cut the tree <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so so in ill bleed basically you're you're going through this uh, basically horror amusement park, and it's it's the type of place where they want it they want it to be as realistic, or they want you to be as scared as humanly possible. So like all the all the set pieces, all the the, the actors, I guess they're 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 gonna actually cause you harm, like they're gonna actually kill you, um, stuff like that. But one of the it's a game that definitely does not take itself seriously. And so uh, th- there's one part in the game toward the end where you, instead of playing as like the main character, Erico or whatever the fuck his name, whatever the fuck her name is, um, you instead play as this guy named Cork, who is like, he's this, I guess like a parody of Indiana Jones or like Woody from Toy Story. And uh, <laughs> well, okay. uh, so, so he has a big crush on this doll called Sexy Doll. And it's literally just this doll of like a lady in a bikini and she's bending over and you see her huge ass. That, that's literally all the doll is. <laughs> the way they say her name all the time, sexy doll. <laughs> so fucking stupid. This oh, is a Japanese game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah well, from... it, it was released on <laughs> okay. Dreamcast in North America. It's, yeah. it's this weird like yeah. horror game show game that you play. It's very odd. And, and the uh, the kid that owns Cork and Sexy Doll, uh, he ends up dying, and he wants to be buried with his favorite toy, which is Sexy Doll. <laughs> and it's this little kid, so he gets buried with Sexy Doll, and be because because Sexy Doll was buried with her her toy owner, she goes to toy hell. Um, 
and and cork again he has a big crush on sexy doll so he wants to go save her so so he goes on this quest basically to go to toy hell in doing so he he ends up uh getting i guess adopted by uh by another kid so he murders that fucking kid so he can get buried with the kid so he can go to toy hell <laughs> and you so you're in toy hell and and you fight this uh basically knock off sonic the hedgehog it's zodic the hellhog and uh <laughs> it's just, it's the weirdest boss battle like you can't you can't damage zodic by by shooting him you have to shoot the rings that he drops <laughs> uh and it's it's wild uh so you kill him you're reunited with sexy doll again and uh yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I hadn't played that much of it. I probably played like the first half of the game. I borrowed it from a buddy and then I was like, "All right, I'm going to give this back cuz I was taking too long to get through it." But yeah, that game in general is just such a weird Super ride. Super weird. There's <laughs> All of I'm those at Zodic the Hellhog and that is that is a character design. It's wild. Yeah, it is. I should, pretty cool. I've never even heard this one. I should play this game. It looks I have looks mentioned Dale Bleed before. It's co-hosts don't i don't pay attention though wolf <laughs> i'm sorry i i should have listened to you because this game looks good this there's a lot of like really dumb like weird quest lines if you don't even really want to call them a quest line like, there's one where so you're in there's there's basically this this main villain called killer man usually how you like progress each stage is you go through the level uh find the boss you know kill them and proceed so instead the show instead it's like you go through part of the level and you find that like one of the, I guess one of the workers for the park is dead. So it turns into this big murder mystery and it's like, who killed this guy? And your choices are like you, the main character or this other guy that works at the park or this other guy that works at the park <laughs> or, or killer man, the dude whose name has killing it, killer man. You have choice. Uh, you have, you can choose him as like the killer. And basically you can talk to all the people and uh, see if you can find clues about who killed who killed this person that works at the park? And then yeah, then it's like, hey, if, if you if you guess correctly as to who who killed this guy, you'll get a million dollars, which you can actually get a million dollars. But this whole time you're nice. thinking, dude, it's it's there's no way it's Killer Man. Like it has to be somebody else. There's no way. The correct answer is Killer Man. So if you guess Killer Man, you get a million dollars, and the game or not the game, the, that scenario ends. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Fun. Whoa. Wolf, do you know of any wild games or good quest lines? Um, well, I have one more. How's that for a transition? This is not really Love it. a specific quest line either. This is more uh, an overarching part of a story from Wild Arms 4. Ooh. Uh, have you played it? I haven't. I, I just I like the series, though. I've played one and two. Wild Arms, one of my favorite RPG franchises. Wild Arms 4, I could not put that game down. Well... There's one character who, uh, her name is Raquel. She's just this badass swordsman. She's supremely capable in combat. She's really sweet person, all this, right? Well, you're going on this adventure, and she's always sort of reserved from the rest of the party. And uh, one of the other characters starts falling in love with her and her somewhat back throughout the course of the game. Well, very late in the game, it comes to light that she has an incurable disease. And so her life expectancy is not long. And she's only like 
19 in the game so she's only suspect like she only expects like another handful of years in her life right and so she pulls away from the guy like i'm sorry i can't do this and he keeps trying to be like why 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 and she finally goes look i've got this disease it's it's incurable we just (laughs) it's not gonna work and he's like i don't care i just want to be with you like if if you've only got so much time that's all the more reason to spend it together and so they do eventually, like after the game is over, they do eventually actually fall in love, get married, and even have a kid. But nice. it's just this really deep moment in this game that's like, you know, it it's it's a JRPG. It dances back and forth between, you know, really dramatic moments and silly moments. But this is like one of the heaviest moments in the franchise I've seen. And it just they they really dig into this like is it worth being involved with people if it's only going to result in loss? And ultimately they're like, yes, yes it is. And like, she's still one of my favorite characters to this day in the whole franchise. That's all. I never would have expected, would have expected that from wild arms. That's cool. I I think four is the best of the franchise. (laughs) It's also the most strayed from the franchise in terms of mechanics. So what I have is um, there's a game called Deus Ex Human Revolution. It came out a while ago now, I guess. I've always been wanting to replay it. I guess it's kind of a quest. I think there's like a there's like a bomb uh, situation, and you have to you have to find evidence where the bomb is located and all that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. One of the locations you have to visit to get information about this bomb is at a police station. And I love this game for the kind of the emergent gameplay during these quests. Hell yeah! Even though there wasn't a whole lot of plot to it. Right. A lot. Most of the plot in Deus Ex was on the computer terminals, reading people's emails and creeping their <laughs> messages. Like that's that's where most of the plot was. But the idea of like your quest is to go inside the police station and you have multiple ways to do it. You can go through the front door. You can talk your way through. Or what I like to do is I you do the, the whole stealth way of doing things. Right. I would sneak in and it's Deus Ex. So I would sneak in through the air vents because that's what you do. And I love I love the concept of your main character, Adam Jensen, who's wearing the leather jackets, the sunglasses, cyber sunglasses. He's too cool for school. And he's sneaking through the air ducts. I'm sorry for the noise in the background. That's all good. <laughs> my, <dude>. mother, <laughs> my mother-in-law that's is assembling a dog cage. Ducts. Yeah, that's exactly the air yeah, ducts. Yeah, someone's sneaking through the air ducts. <laughs> but I loved how <laughs> you're skulking through the air ducts and you would emerge from an air duct and stealth kill with your arm blades, a detective. And the alarm would go off because somebody saw you because I was, I was terrible ninja. And then I would just retreat into the air ducts. Just like, just, I wasn't even there. And I wait five minutes for the alarms to go off. And then I would come out again, stealth, take down somebody else. The alarms would trigger and I go back into the air ducts. I would do this for an hour, <laughs> just an hour <laughs> stealth killing every single cop in that station to, to and eventually found the information I wanted to. But I'll always remember that quest just because of it let me do whatever I wanted to kind of get to the end goal. And there's muzzle pathways. And my pathway was just be this dumb idiot emerging from the vents, <laughs> arm blade killing, and then hiding in the vents for five minutes. And that was my my bad my badass assassin. And I, I just love that game. I I did the same mission. This was the last mission I did in this game, and I'll explain why. Um, I also went through the air vents. But when someone spotted me, instead of retreating, I panicked and just sprinted forward and was just 
sprinting, getting lost in the police station. <laughs> I went through like the bullpen. Everyone jumps out of their desk and is shooting at me. I'm just sprinting and jumping over desks. I eventually get through the front door and just run out and run away. And I was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to play this game. And then I never played again. It's just we're just not cool enough to be Adam Jensen. We really are. Jesus Christ! No. You get in trouble once and you're out. You're like a fucking. You play that. Yeah. It's like when a little kid gets in trouble. They're like, "Who broke this window?" And you're like, "Huh? Huh?" We could just run out of the house, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Uh, that's it. We probably have more. We have more suggestions, but we're we're. I don't want to go too far on time. So. So that's it. Those are all the good quests. All the other quests in video games are bad. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf, Wolf and Jake, where where can people find you and your podcast on the internet again? Pressbeatcancel.com. Uh, there you go. Or uh, YouTube.com slash at Pressbeatcancel. We do videos there. Excellent. Go that's check true. it out. I've seen them. These, these guys are cool. Yeah. Um, Aaron, where can people find us? Superpodsaga.com. <laughs> no, super, superpodsaga.com. Previous episodes, <laughs> uh, blogs, socials, uh, Patreon, if you want to support us because we're cool and, and you're cool. Give us money. Cool. Okay. Superpodsaga.com. Get that emotional support. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Yes, we Please need help me. Support. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you, Wolf and Jake. I don't want to forget to say that. Thank you for being here. Your oh, answers awesome. are so Thanks good. Thanks for having us. Aaron, Aaron, what are we going to talk about next week? Fuck. Uh, I knew this was gonna happen. It happens every episode. <laughs> how about how about how about uh, most addictive games or just addictive oh, games? Oh yes, that's a good topic. That's a good one. Yeah, I love. I'm addicted okay. to so many games. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Check out Wolf and Jake and other people, Jake and Wolf, whatever order they want it to be in, on Press B to cancel the podcast where they talk about video games too. And don't forget to check out more Super Pod Saga stuff because we like when you read our stuff and listen to us. Thank you for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Guys, say bye. Bye. Uh, bye. bye. So long. <laughs>